0: Congratulations, you found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls! Jessica, why are you sitting funny? What are you doing over there? You look like you're precariously perched on your stool. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Your
1: ass is sticking out in the air. Well, Drunk people happen. So drunk people happen to your ass. Drunk person. I was at a concert, a country concert. Ew. I love God. country music. I don't even care. Ew, I'm Oklahoma born and brace. Fine. Sh- whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ran into a girl that I went to high school with who has had been taking tequila shots for hours, I guess. I thought you were going to say been taking drugs, but okay, he stopped no, 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 me. No. Tequila, tequila shots, shots that's just hours. about as bad, okay. So she decides she wants to two-step with me at this concert, at the Zoo Amp, which if anybody's it's ever... It's an outdoor It's an venue. outdoor venue that is not very level. <laughs> no, it is not. It's a big
0: sloping lawn
2: area. Uh, it, it's almost like it's a hill, but it's almost like steps. Right. So they so,
1: call it an amphitheater. Anyways, so she decided she wants to two-step with me, which basically consisted of her trying to dance and me just holding her up. Right. <laughs> which was a struggle because she's bigger than me. And then she just goes, and she thinks I'm leading or something. I don't know what she thought, but she just goes, and Dip. And just full body weight on me. My ass hit the ground so hard, I'm pretty sure I broke my tailbone. But it's fine. Oh, you no. bruised <laughs> Jessica bruised her <your> coccyx. <laughs> Speaking of that, I got to say some softcore porn while I was there, too. What Brown chicken, brown
0: cow. <laughs> I mean, a
2: bruised ass and porn in the same night. That sounds like some parties I went to when I was a teenager. Uh...
1: <laughs>
0: So tell us about the porn, Jessica. You know we want details. I'm too old for this shit. Come on, come Um, on. I mean, did you video it? No. No. You should have at least got a clandestine video for us.
1: Okay. Next time. (laughs) Next time you see some softcore porn. What got me was like, you know, they're supposed to be horny teenagers. They were like horny thirty-five year olds. They were like So drunk country music concert goers. (laughs) All right, draw us the picture. So you can bring lawn chairs and blankets into the zoo amp, So they're like sitting on this blanket and they're like just getting their Mac on, going to town. I was just like, oh, as I look over and she's got on like super short shorts and I just see his hand just go right up and she's got her legs spread. Like if they were, if there were stirrups, it would have been like a shady gynecology appointment because <laughs> I was just like, Spread him a little wider there, honey. So I know. he had his hand clear up in there doing his... And her legs were like spread. I was like, they don't have to be that wide apart for that. <laughs> like, I, no. I was just like, huh. And I looked at my friends and I was like, y'all seeing this shit? And Lena turns around and just starts openly laughing. And I was like, we got to move. We
0: got to go somewhere <laughs> You're going to get your ass kicked if you don't move.
1: I know, but I was just like... <laughs> Like I get that it's hot because like the heat index was like 107 yesterday in yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, but do you
0: really have
1: to? But like, throw a blanket over it or something. I don't but know. That's
2: gonna make you hotter.
0: I
1: mean, at
2: least
0: people won't see it. your hoo-ha. Yeah, <laughs> your cooter all out for on show for everybody to see. At oh, that point gosh. I don't think she was caring that much. No, probably
1: not. Not even a little bit.
0: <laughs> now you see, if Nicole were here, she'd be giving me a hard time for my redneck, but it has to come out. It was uh because this is a redneck
1: situation. Yeah. Right here. Right here. It was a really good concert, but red I just neck, found myself tra- thinking r- white trash red redneck. Redneck
2: white trash. <laughs> so what, what was
1: the what was the name of the concert? It was uh Casey Donahue and Cody Johnson. Oh, okay. red dirt singers But it was, they're, they're good I love seeing them live It's always fun To see them live But there were parts Of this concert Where I just kept going I am too old For this shit <laughs> Cause uh, Ran into some kids That are Drunk few, <laughs> people Yeah and, and like All kinds of fun stuff Up in there Yep A few kids that are A couple years younger than me That I went to high school with So they're all like Twenty twenty one so they're like And Jessica's the old woman of the group, Bonnie. Yeah. Imagine that. I yeah. wasn't even I wasn't with them. I was not with them. I just they just kept coming up really excited to see me and I was like, Oh, oh, oh and speaking not to change the subject I mean, but
0: speaking of gynecology. Oh, you're gonna love this one. Yes, Ugh, I God. need to find that article again. We were looking at an article recently. You know there are all kinds of weird trends when it comes to homeopathic <laughs> or um uh, what would you call those ancient Chinese medicines and mm-hmm. these sorts of things, where they have all this weird combinations of items made into poultices and and, yeah. and evidently your vagina needs detoxing with wasp right. nests, wasp <laughs> ground wasp nests. Found an article that, said
2: that gynecologists are warning women not to put wasp nests. In their vaginas,
1: I feel like that's an unspoken thing. I
2: I just <laughs> like, don't even really know why you would want to. It's bad enough to have a guy named Bubba up there. I mean, I have a wasp nest that's like right outside my. Hey, maybe you apartment. can make some extra
0: cash, dude. I, I mean, Knock I'm... that baby down. We'll grind it up, make ourselves some
1: homeopathic redneck I mean, medicine. What caught me about that article was like. Just a word to the wise, <laughs> if it burns when you apply it, you probably shouldn't use it. Like, no shit. No, but This is a real article. What, where was that article on? It was on
2: Facebook, but I'm trying to find out. And Women's Health actually has one on here that says, Why are women putting wasp nests in their
0: vaginas? I, like I, I think that guys sometimes give us the impression that our parts are not good enough well i don't even know that there's know, guys well, they just well
2: okay if one of the things that they said that the, it's supposed to do is help tighten exactly your this vagina. is what i'm trying but to say tighten if, if you wanted to do that i mean you can get kegel balls yeah, and- <laughs> just do yourself some exercises up in there. And sure, like- that are designed to go in your vagina and not just something that you scrape off the
1: side of your porch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's make that thing like, new trend, bird shit vagina paste. Like, hey, let's do it. Well, you know
0: the. the uh, I mean, the, the geishas used to the geishas <laughs> used to use nightingale shit for their makeup. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, well, maybe we could we could get a new trend going. I Go. don't know. Pigeon porch pigeon remedies. I
1: don't. Yeah. I don't understand why people are self-conscious about their your vaginas. It's because guys say stuff like, "Oh, honey, you used to be so tight. Uh, How come you
0: so loose up in there?" I well,
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, after you have babies or whatever, I mean, it's your supposed muscles to... do
0: kind of get a little bit weaker, but you can do something about that. You can like,
1: clench and release. You know, that's right? what a Kegel and is basically. You can't even like go into the gym and doing squats. I mean, that, okay. that's that same muscle group on the inside. Well I think like when well, you when you do a squat you clench, like everything. Well you clench everything you clinch,
2: but it's more but, but your computer you needs a,
0: special exercises. When you do
2: squats um, it's more like your your butt. Yeah. If you're gonna do squat if you do um what's the one where you turn your legs out?
0: Uh, uh You're doing it right now, aren't you, Bonnie? <coughs> abductors and abductors. No. <laughs> no. I
1: don't know. Like I just feel uh, like don't why does everything have to be like this magic curl? Why can't we just but do I things mean, the old-fashioned way? they, seriously, they <laughs> like,
2: seriously have they have stuff way. that you yeah. can buy at the store. Now you might have to go to one of the adult specialty stores, but they have like these
0: um, like weighted balls, or they look like eggs, and you plop them up in there, and and, and, but, and, you, and try you try to keep them from falling out, which gives your muscles. Yeah, you more. have to punch your muscles so that you're. When you're in the middle of lovemaking, your um, well, muscles actually, in there, give it a good squeeze.
2: Yeah, or, and it actually yeah. helps with a lot more. Because like, when you have babies, yeah. and I know you're too young to know this. you know, but pee your pants as often, you know. Your baby got... pushes on your um, pelvic floor. Jessica is so uncomfortable right <laughs> now. I love it. when you do kegel My ex- ass hurts exercises, and I'm uncomfortable. Great. <laughs> it builds up your pelvic wall better, and it helps... Keep everything, keeps your bladder where it's supposed to be. It helps with bladder yeah, control. So you don't
1: have a collapse of your pelvic right, floor. Right, and you don't that.
2: have... Right, exactly. So uh, there's more than just sexual reasons why you want to do kegel exercises as you get older. But do you but, have to
1: insert something to do them? <laughs> like necessarily. Oh, am no. I missing something
2: You're, here? Okay. You don't have to. You, no, but d- did you ever see Brickleberry. On Netflix. Oh my God, that thing was so wrong. Oh
0: my God! Holy crap, that was so wrong. The episode where Connie becomes a stripper. Oh God. And she shoots a bowling ball out her vagina and knocks down pins with it. Well, you know... She's the star attraction at the the strip joint. If you haven't seen Brickleberry... Oh my God, Briggleberry is pretty funny. It is. Hilarious. I don't think I've seen that it's one. It's so but wrong, but you know funny. we love wrong. Oh, it's so wrong. <gasps> it,
1: it. I mean, it is more wrong than South Park. Well, isn't yes, the little, it little is. the little bear is voiced by Daniel Tosh? Right? Like, what do you expect? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: it's pretty Brickleberry. But, but yeah, hilarious. the whole the whole Kegel thing with Connie and the bowling ball. Yeah, oh, God. that's pretty good.
2: I had a neighbor one time, and this is when I was. Way younger and not quite understanding what exactly she was talking about, told me that she could do that with grapes.
0: And, I can peel a grape with my cooter! At
2: the time, I was only like 15, and so I didn't quite God, understand what she meant
1: awful. by that. Because, what? I mean, I at 15, I,
2: there was nothing going in or out of my cooter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: in case you're wondering why the word cooter keeps coming up is because I just watched that comedian Carla. (laughs) you ever see that? I thought this was a real thing. I was watching a Facebook thing the other day and there's this woman on there who's doing this um, she's talking about McDonald's Mm -hmm. and she's saying I was up at the McDonald's in Dorset and I went up to the window and I asked for a McRib meal and there... And then she said it would be six fifty-three, and then, And then I said, excuse me, are you forgetting something? And she says, I don't know. And she said, you're supposed to offer me $1 for an extra rib- McRib. And she looked me up and down, and she said, I don't think you need an extra rib- McRib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I punched, I still punched that bitch. <laughs> oh, I and had... then and then she goes on to say, if you see, if you go up to the McDonald's in Dorset, you go up to that girl, you punch her in the cooter, and tell her Carla sent you. No, but seriously, Speaking she's of... a comedian, and I didn't know it. But so I was looking up all of these videos after, because I tell my husband about. it. So we looked it up, when we we're sitting there watching this comedian, Carla. Look her up on YouTube; she's hilarious. Oh my gosh.
1: D- so, Justin got chopped in the throat at my house. The other night.
0: <laughs> oh, that hurts so much.
1: <laughs> he, uh, we call it getting clotheslined. He kept mouthing off to my friend Lena, <laughs> and she was like, one more time, I'm going to chop you in the throat. And he was like, one more time, I'm going to chop you in the <laughs> 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 And he looked at me, and I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I mean, she warned you. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, that'll teach him to be a smart ass, won't it? <laughs> no.
1: You think no. he learns lessons no. and is still the way he He sure does not.
0: He was with us at that uh, at that thing at Full Circle Books the He's other night. I keep forgetting how much I love him. He's so hilarious.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't wait for September when we do our event. September 29th at Full Circle Books. Yeah. Put it on your list. Is he going to come even though you can't? I don't know. Jessica, you just have to tell that girl you can't go. To her bachelorette party? Yes! I planned it. Oh. (laughs) So much for that idea. I
2: mean, you planned it. Why do you have to go?
0: (laughs) All the work's done. Yeah, well. Well, (laughs) well. Well, well. Even your
1: weddings. All these people getting married. This should be the last one for a while because. That's what you said last time. Last one I went to was dry and I was like, what the hell? A dry
0: (laughs) wedding? What are they, Mormons? Not that there's anything wrong with that. We have some good friends who are Mormons. But what got but me... They you... don't listen to this podcast because it's too rude.
1: Do we have good friends that are Mormons? My sister's a Mormon. What got me with the one that was dry. And they were like, everybody has to get out here and dance. And I was like, you want a bunch of sober people out there dancing? Good luck. <laughs> they're, they're out there doing the Carlton. Yeah. You stay
0: right here. <laughs> well, why don't we do what we came here to do, girls? Books. Book it out. Book it. Books. It feels like we were just here. We weren't just here. <laughs> we
1: were just here last <laughs>
0: night. This is Vacation 102. We're not counting this episode as a regular because when we get back, we're going to do number 100.
1: Right. With all the fam.
0: Yep, the we entire
2: fam. We have to have something big and loud. Fantastically loud. Big and
0: loud and rude <laughs> at, you for know, our three 100th. Books,
2: three Book Girl Style. Yep. For our 100th episode. So,
0: so these two episodes that you're hearing. Okay. We might well, this might be second to take us home that night. This is the second one. I'm this in. is Vacation 102. So you're hearing this the second week in July, if you're listening to it for the first time. And I am in va- on vacation in Minnesota right now. So it's like we're time travelers. I love being a time traveler. I'm doing all of this in advance. You're like Dr. Who's companion. I wish. Right now. Do you think I'd really be here if I was Dr. Who's companion? I think I probably would, though. I'd still be here. I I would, would you? yeah. I'd do a podcast if doc, if I was a Doctor Who companion. I mean, could I meet him? Of would course. You us? Of course I would introduce you. In fact, we'd all go for a ride I in mean, the TARDIS, I, TARDIS, man. I want to meet the Doctor. We'd, oh, yes. we'd 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 take off in the TARDIS and go exploring another universe. Preferably one with big, strapping young men, because you know what happens
1: in the um, TARDIS stays in the TARDIS. I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say. I think we already have clarified that some of that goes on in Oklahoma in public. <laughs> maybe he was just applying. I, I don't
2: know. Maybe they thought they were in their TARDIS. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Whatever. Like, they
2: sir- thought they had the invisibility cloak from. S- God sir- damn it! That
1: thing keeps slipping off. Sir, I'm pretty sure your invisibility cloak has malfunctioning.
2: Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe her. Ozzy <laughs> applying
1: her wasp paste for she, her. Yeah, she's helping
2: with the wasp paste because, you know, it, it's bigger on the inside.
0: <laughs> oh, that's Crunch. awful.
1: Oh, what a great transition.
0: <laughs> Come on, Bonnie, stop your giggling. You have to go. Okay.
1: Oh, Christ. I have to get serious because I read a serious book. Seriousness. It's Saturday night. Why we got to be serious?
0: S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. No. no. S-A-T-U-R. <laughs> Come on. Don't you guys listen to the Bay City Rollers?
1: (laughs) No, ma'am. No? I fucking love the Bay City Rollers. (laughs) Especially because they're Scottish. So.
0: Sorry, go ahead. My book,
2: I kind of came across on accident because I was waiting on audiobooks to come in and I was like, well, shit, I need something to listen to. So, I accidentally hit nonfiction on my advanced search list instead of fiction. What? And... I'm scrolling for a minute, and I'm like, well, shit, this is the wrong category. I'm like, but I'm too lazy to go back, so let's just see what's here. And I came across one that said, a generation of sociopaths. And I was like, "Ooh, sociopaths?
1: is it sad, sad that all three like all of us just perked up at that we, we might be a little fucked up speaking of sociopaths um, you're listening to three of your favorite ones right now <laughs> if you okay, need help hiding so, a body we're in yes we
2: are I have a shovel in the trunk <laughs> I mean I have some plastic containers we could probably put a body in there yeah I, so you bet the blood doesn't we get in we all watch the car.
0: CSI so of course we have gloves Well, obviously. Yeah, I mean,
2: doesn't everybody carry those around in their
0: purse? (laughs) Uh, All right,
2: if you get hungry, I have jars of jam too. Just saying.
0: Why do you have jam in your purse? That's just random. Because I stole it from a restaurant. We look over. <laughs> <and> you stole <laughs>
1: jam from a restaurant? We look over and Bonnie's in the corner <laughs> eating. <laughs> just eating some jam. Just getting my jam on. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
2: So I came across this book, and it was about sociopaths, and you know that sparked my interest. A generation of sociopaths: How the Baby Boomers Betrayed America by Bruce Cannon Gibney. Wow. And, Dark. you know, I read that and I was kind of thinking, because I've often asked myself, what the hell happened to America? I mean, yeah. way back when we were like top country, we were like number one in the um, industrial boom, in technology, in science kind of stuff, and it, it's like we've been on a downhill slide. And this book tries
1: to explain it a little bit. Hmm. So in and- so baby boomers, because I had to ask this earlier to clarify, baby boomers cut off at 1965. 65. Born in 1965, yeah. right? It's
0: basically... So that people born after 1965 are Generation X mm-hmm. until they get to, I don't know what the cutoff for Generation X is, and but then we're I, like I remembered that fact because right. I was born in 1965, so I'm the end. But my husband is a baby boomer. Mm-hmm. And so. baby boomers are what is it babies born after the World War two okay,
2: because you know World War one was the depression, right, and so a lot of babies were not born during the Great Depression, right obviously, right, and then we had World War two and all of the troops came home, and we had like a boom in society, and life was good, and everybody was industry, having babies, and... and the population almost doubled with the baby boomers. So that's how many babies were born all at one time. And it talks about how that many people in one generation changed so much. And this generation also was a changed parenting style. Right, because mm-hmm. they had Dr. Spock. Mm-hmm. That's when Dr. Spock's book came out. I don't know how to explain the difference, but you, you hear, like, your grandma talk and everything and how, like... Even little kids had to be almost like little adults. So like authoritarian kind of parenting style? Right. Like, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Don't talk back to your parents. Don't discuss
0: religion or politics. Right. Everything is, you know, hush, hush. Don't talk about your business outside your house. Don't air dirty laundry in public. Boy, they're sure getting into it right now, though, aren't they? airing their dirty laundry in public and talking bad about each other. It's like they're letting it all out now.
2: What, the baby boomers? Yeah. This is the generation before the baby boomers that had oh, this kind of parenting style. got it. And so then the baby boomers came, and Dr. Spock's book came out, and parenting style changed, which helped with self-esteem, but also caused the baby boomers to want instant gratification and to be very self-absorbed, and, and very mean me me. kind of people, and you have a whole generation of that. And it mm-hmm. talks about how, as they got older and went into higher roles like politics, like president and vice president of com- companies, CEOs and CEOs, how everything started changing, and pensions and retirements stopped how they changed a lot of the political climate and a lot of the um, way that they did taxes and everything to
0: specifically help their needs. Instead of helping the needs of of the whole country like they did after the Great Depression, it switched and went the other direction completely. Right,
2: exactly. And it's basically, they're very... Self-gratification, me, generation of individuals who don't care that they're leaving such a national debt for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And sadly, their generation isn't going to completely get out of political game and everything until about 2030.
0: Right. Well, we're still we're dealing with that on a humongous, holy, holy. Fucking dumpster I, fire scale mm-hmm. right so now. Scared. Every day we wake up and look at the news and go, Well, really? you know, um,
2: Trump and Clinton are both baby boomers. Yes, they are. And it, in this book, which I didn't look it up to see how true it is, but I believe it, they said that these two political candidates were the most unpopular candidates since the Civil War. Wow. That makes sense, actually. Well, they, the sides are very polarized. Mm-hmm. Very much so. There's a few things about this book that I found interesting. A lot of this, because the gentleman who wrote this, and he, he's actually a financial analyst. So a lot of this book is about the economical side of politics. Oh, and I a, see. The economical side of the generation. The Baby Boomer Generation. Okay. But there's a lot of good points that he makes in this book. And one of the things that kind of caught me is that the baby boomers are very, they want instant gratification and very me, me, me. Economistic mindset. And there's so many baby boomers that I have heard say the same thing about millennials.
1: Yeah,
0: which I don't. I don't. I don't see, see millennials it. doing that. Mm-mm. They they talk about millennials being selfish, and self absorbed, but and instant gratification. More, yeah, but they're more willing to give to charity. They're more willing to you know reach out to their community in other ways mm-hmm. than the baby boomers are all just like, hey, what I got is mine, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the problems. I'm not sharing it with anybody. You people get a fucking job over there,
1: right? And I have friends that like on the weekends, they go make sandwiches and go pass them out to the homeless people around here. Yeah, I mean, I, I have not. I, I think millennials
0: are actually in a lot of ways going back to the generation before the baby. Boomers. Yeah, I've noticed it's too. like a, it's like all the way around to the other side. You have all of a sudden a backlash happening And. I don't know whether it's they're looking around at society and going, this is awful. I hope that's what they're doing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, I... Okay, so you're talking about the economic side of this, which is something that we talk about a lot in my social class, because I took that one about environmental stuff and how it's gotten really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So, before, there was a shift from where it was, like, the most important thing was religion family. Like, uh-huh. that was your dynamic. Right. And then, like, during World War One, World War Two, like, our new thing instead of having religion as the thing was patriotism so we were stuck with patriotism like everybody wanted to be a patriot and then after it it's like economism has taken over and like getting ahead is the number one important thing that's made us really not interdependent we don't care about our fellow man and he always said i think millennials are like our saving grace because i see a lot of that in the kids that i teach well like the going millennials back. are the ones that are going to have to clean
2: up the mess yeah because i yeah, mean exactly You know, they talk about, and I know everybody's heard about this, that um, Social Security is going to run out of money.
0: Well, they're already borrowing against it. They're already messing with it right now. Well, a
2: lot of the reason why Social Security is running out, besides us borrowing into it, people are living longer lives. When they they first set up Social Security at the age 65, the average life expectancy was 65. And then it has, you know, progressively gotten... Higher, you know, and know, and higher, higher and higher and higher. People are living to 90 now. Mm-hmm. And now the, the baby boomer, boomers generation, you know, the average lifespan now is like 83, 85. Yeah. So it's people are on Social Security longer. And with the way that the government handles the money and with our national debt, it's projected that um, Social Security is going to run out of money by 2034.
0: That's not a new argument. I am That through. type of thing is not a new argument. Let's hope that they find a way to fix it before then.
2: Well, that's one of the reasons why they're starting to change the age to try to make it... Later to, retirement? Right. To make it last a little bit longer. Like, um, I can't collect Social Security at 65. Like, you can. I, I can't get it until 67. Okay. It goes by how old you are. And, like, Jessica probably won't be able to get it until she's, I'm like, screwed. 70.
0: That's <laughs> the I'm getting 70 75. When you think about it, though, people are so much healthier than they were. Yeah, we so were talking it's not, about this right before. Yeah. Like, It has a lot to do with lifestyle. It has a lot to do with the advances in medicine. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And I've, but the only thing that scares me about the fact that Social Security is going to run out is because with the way that the economics are right now. I can't save enough in my 401k retirement plan to actually support my retirement. So basically, I'm going to have to work until I die.
0: Yeah, that sucks.
2: Because it's either put money in my 401k or have a place to live.
0: The people who are working in the workforce and making $35,000 a year they can't um, pay and they don't have enough extra money. To no be matter able how put into hard it. they work, they're not going to be able to make enough money to save enough money. And then you have these CEOs who make, you know, millions, two or millions. three million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah.
2: A lot of it is about the economics. It starts out more about the generation itself and how parenting style had changed between the generation before the baby boomers and the baby boomers. So it changed a lot of perspective, and it um, it talked a lot about how they kept changing the laws about the draft, because, you know, this was during the Vietnam War, too, is when they were just about at age to be drafted. Mm -hmm. And so they kept changing the laws about the draft. And then, when they get a little bit older, and in politics, they start changing the laws, and or, so that they can keep more of their own money, hmm. and just borrow against the government. Mm-hmm. I feel kind of sick to my stomach. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and I know not every single person in the generation that we're talking about has the same mindset, mm-hmm. but as an, a whole, this is what has happened. And it's kind of interesting to read, which I like politics. I love economics. Economics was one of my favorite classes in, when I went to college. Mm-hmm. And I'm just such a financial math guru. <laughs> I
0: That's love cool. to hear I'm, all of that stuff. I'm glad that you got to read this book then, because it sounds like you really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And it really
2: kind of did explain why America is in a downward Trajectory, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I don't know about spiral, but we're definitely on a slope, a downhill slope. It's going to be Jessica's generation that's going to have to fix. Somebody's got to save us. Baby boomers say that millennials are all about instant gratification too. Well, I just—that's just what I've heard old people say.
1: I get that sometimes, but I don't get it as much. Like we want instant gratification. I get it more like we're soft. Like they—they say that in a like we're soft. Spoiled kind of way, not like a yeah. We're um where they would probably describe themselves as like driven to get exactly what they want. They probably describe us as like spoiled, soft,
2: driven, or backstabbing, or not. I guess backstabbing isn't the right. Um, they don't care who they step on to
1: get what they want. Right, and the corporate ladder. Most
0: of them have way more than they could ever use, and that's the thing that kills me. Is
1: that when you amass all that wealth. You can't take it with you. That's the that's the like Dude. E- economy, economism mindset though. Like, yeah, it's whatever you can do to get ahead. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And if the, it hurts. you know that is the whole generation
2: of outdoing the Joneses. Yep. yep. You know, everybody wanted more, something more, more, bigger more. and better, bigger and mm-hmm. better, and we started working ourselves because you know the one percent of people that have millions of dollars isn't the whole generation, but the rest of the generation. They're not going to leave wealth to their children. They're going to leave their debts to their children. Yeah, that's sad, too.
0: All right. Well, okay. that was just a lovely discussion now, wasn't it? I'm Thanks, Bonnie. Go. Thanks for bringing the room down, Bonnie. I'm just going to go welcome.
1: off myself real quick.
2: <laughs> I mean, I no just wanted to that go... that recording room, right? <laughs> Comple- completely opposite of Jessica's zoo amp softcore porn.
0: You definitely succeeded in that. Well, they okay, were definitely getting us- some instant gratification, <laughs> <laughs> right? Were they baby boomers?
2: Yeah, no, I think they were
0: probably Gen
2: Xers. Yeah. So, what's the title and artist of your uh, of your book? A Generation of Sociopaths: How the Baby Boomers Betrayed America by Bruce Cannon
0: Gibney. So if you want to find out what Bruce's take is on that whole thing then grab the book yeah, and check it out. But only grab it if you like economical Dry, discussions. Boring math shit. <laughs> because some of it was very very textbook. <laughs> that would not be me, Vonnie. sorry. I know. Okay, Jessica, okay. let's get some um fantasy up
1: in here. Yes. I would not like to live on planet Earth right now. <laughs> Can't say that I
2: blame you. No wonder fantasy books have gotten so popular.
1: I, I, Nobody I really wants need to be here. I'm just going to meet Zaphod Mabelbrox and just go travel. Have some
0: pan-galactic gargle blasters. Yeah. Kick them back.
1: Yeah. Whew, I'm going to go home and start working on my plan to fix America. <laughs> <laughs> Feel a lot of pressure, guys. anyway, so... I'm going to review a trilogy that we got sent from a publisher. Which publisher? HarperCollins Publishers. It's um, called The Queen of Blood. It's book one of the Queens of Renthea trilogy by Sarah Beth Durst. And I absolutely adored this book. I remember finishing the, because I read the whole trilogy, because the newest one just came out. It's called The Queen of Sorrow. But I won't review it because so many spoilers for the other two books in it. So I'm going to start with book one. Right. Okay. So, absolutely adored this book. I remember texting Martha, like all caps, like, I'm so excited about this book. <laughs> um, uh, it takes place in, um, a fantasy world and it's in the nation of Eritrea. I'm probably not going to say that right because, um, it's basically this giant tree. It's like a forest. It's be- like, I just want to go there. It sounds so beautiful. Oh, like they live in the trees. And, um, Their world is created by spirits. So there's fire spirits, ice spirits, tree spirits, air spirits, earth spirits. And they can create, but they can also but they, like, have a thirst for human blood, so... Oh, lovely! (laughs) Lovely, Lovely, yes. Weren't
0: we just talking about that a minute ago? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) is is that the baby boomer taste for human
1: blood? (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay, go ahead. So, the only thing that keeps them at bay is the queen. So, there are... Women, only women uh, that can control the spirits or manipulate them might be a better word. Except for the queen, she can control all the spirits in Eritrea. Air, Air uh, then, when she dies, they the spirits pick a new queen out of the heirs that are trained by champions. Oh, okay. The book starts with um, the main character. Her name is Delina, and she's a, a child at the beginning of the book. And her village gets destroyed by spirits except for her house with her family because she this is when she she's like 10 and she learns that she can like kind of control spirits or at least keep her family safe. Right. And so when she gets older she goes off to school and starts training to become an heir because she saw all this like death when she was young.
0: Air like no, heir like H E I R. Yes, heir.
1: Air. Being able to control spirits doesn't like pass by blood. It's so they pick heirs. The queen doesn't have children That that then are heirs. They pick heirs who are most talented. Okay. And I think what I like so much about this is that Delina is average. She's an average student. She's not super great at controlling spirits, but she just has this, like, drive to do what's right and to protect people. Like, she knows that um, she's not that great at it, but she's going to do whatever she can to to help people, which I think is a really good thing in a heroine. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, and
0: it's also... An interesting perspective because usually it's like, oh, this is the most powerful person ever, yeah, and they didn't know it. But yeah, this like, is not like that. It's I, not like, like Harry that. Potter
1: That's... who didn't know he was a wizard, but he's also uh, like got these crazy magical powers, you know. And or, it all
2: comes really natural. It it's like um, it kind of gives the aspect that a normal person can be a hero.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she's not. She's like an average, kind of failing student. She's works really, really hard in all of her classes. She's just not very good at controlling spirits. It's not her thing. But she eventually gets picked by a champion and trained to be an heir because these villages just keep collapsing under the queen's... Oh, wow. ...and under the queen's protection, which isn't supposed to happen. So they think her power's failing. But there's... Also, there's stuff that happens that's just awesome and crazy, and the end of it will just blow your mind, and you better have the second book ready <laughs> kind of thing. But... Yeah. Um, It sounds awesome! It's really cool. And you just, like, love all of the characters. Because her champion is just this really awesome trainer guy that you just really like. And he's a really good mentor for her after being in this, like, rigid school where it's, like, she's not powerful. Like, when she controls spirits, she's not, like, you do this and they do it. They're like eh, maybe. Which is what they train you to do at this academy. <laughs> oh, okay. so when he picks her for like her, her work ethic and stuff, he trains her to use her powers in a way that's suited to her. Oh. And it's just, it's really cool. And they end up, you know, saving the world a couple of times. So Sort of like Frodo. It reminds me, of Fr- it's got that Frodo-ish feel to it, doesn't it, Yeah, Bonnie? and the so? school stuff mm-hmm. almost gives me like yeah. a Harry Potter vibe. Like, it's really? got a whole lot of just really good stuff in it. And I, I absolutely recommend it to anyone who loves fantasy stuff. Okay, so title and artist again. That has a cool cover, too. Yep, it's The Queen of Blood by
0: Sarah Beth Durst. It sounds like that author is really good at um, Give me. developing her characters. This is going with me on my vacation. It's good. This is this reminds me of my. It reminds me of my youth. It's a good one. I'm attached to it already. It's a good one. I'm going to read it.
1: I like how she didn't even ask. She's like, "Give it to me now." <laughs> There's two other books. It's the Reluctant Queen and then the Queen of Sorrow, which is the book that just came out, and it's really they'll both. All so what you're really
0: recommending great. is they go out and buy the hardcover of The Queen of Sorrow and then the other two paperbacks because they're going to need all three? Probably, yeah. Because okay. they okay. feel like... And buy them all at once. <laughs> because otherwise you're going to be pissed off that you don't have it at your house. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> you mean looking for a bookstore that's open at 2 o'clock Especially
1: in the morning not... because you just finished one. <laughs> Especially the end of the first one. You're just like, what? <laughs> I had a book hangover.
0: Well, what am I going to do if I don't have the second one, Jessica? I don't know. You didn't bring you... it with you? No. God dang it. I just brought read headphones. really slow. All right. <laughs> oh, wait. I forgot who I was talking yeah, to. Yeah, excuse me. I can have this done before I get to Minnesota. How many pages is it? You know, when you drive a thousand miles to go someplace, that's a lot of time in the car, man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I need my you reading glasses. Need to hold it over here so you can read it? <laughs> and what is that? 383 pages? Oh, shit. I can do that in a in one bell swoop. She says that I'm still
2: trying to read the one that's 366 pages, but I am on like I'm gonna have to use
0: my reading glasses though, because that's my superpower is waning, especially if this is as good as you say it is.
1: It was I'm texting you when I'm done with it, blew my mind. I had to, I just sat there and stared at a wall for a minute, and Garrett was like, Are you okay? and I was like, mm mm. Hang, book book hungover. Just don't talk to me. <laughs> Leave for, me alone. I am still in this mythical mythical forest land, so please don't bring me back to earth yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shifting gears.
0: My book kind of fits in a little bit with what we were talking about with this podcast that you said that you had been listening to.
1: Oh, uh, the Cereal last killer? podcast
0: on the, the left. serial killer. Yeah, stuff. but. Let's talk about that in a minute. Yeah. It's called The Innocent Wife by Amy Lloyd. Oh. The entire time I was listening to this book, I was thinking about making a murderer. Making a murderer? The main character, I don't know, it reminded me so much of that. It was written from the point of view of a British woman who is following the case of a man who had a documentary made about him, and a group of people come to believe that he's innocent. So there's a lot of message boards about it. And she is from Britain and she's on one of these message boards sort of, you know, learning about it and talking about it. She gets so involved in the case that she decides she decides she's going to write to him. Mm -hmm. And she's just had a breakup with her husband and something bad has happened because she's like hints about something bad that she did to her husband. But we don't know what. Hmm. And they become pen pals and she writes back and forth with them. It's it's very similar to the case of the one we were talking about, the making a murderer dude. Oh, I don't know the making a murderer dude's name anyway, um, because they don't have any physical ed- evidence so kind of like against uh... him, really. It's it's all a circumstantial evidence case, and the kid was he was a bad kid in town, his his dad was a, an abuser, they lived in a shithole, you know, everybody knew he was the bad kid in town, so immediately when something bad happened, they blamed him. Mm-hmm. This woman. Keeps writing to him, and after about a year or so of writing back and forth, and they're they're writing once a week at this point, And she oh, wow. decides she's just gonna go for a visit. She's so like, oh. I'm just gonna do it. So she flies to Florida. It did you just, from Great at, Britain, not in jail. To he's visit, in jail to, to visit jail. a murderer that she's never met. Exactly. So she Psycho. gets yeah. So she gets over there, and. The documentary-making team is there, and they sort of talk her into staying, mm-hmm. and he ends up proposing to her, and mm-hmm. the documentary filmmaker actually goes and buys the ring and everything. It's really kind of weird. It's creepier than shit. Let me come down to that part of it. Did she say yes? She did,
1: Yeah. Did she get murdered? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm, that's where that goes. Dude,
0: I'm not going to tell you what happens in the book, but what I'm saying is the lines begin to blur in and out of focus between guilt and innocence during this book. You're wondering the whole time what the fuck is going on. No way. I'm not going to say anymore because they start, they, they start filming documentary number two and some new evidence comes to light. I was I was riveted obviously because I loved making a murderer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course we everybody else here in the office was watching it too and we were talking about it all the time and you really kind of get the same vibe from this book. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, in fact it pisses me off that Nicole's not here tonight because I know she would fucking love this book. This is so a Nicole book. Is it? Yes. Hmm. Nicole's it called, sick again? by the way. That's why she's not here. It's called The Innocent Wife by Amy Lloyd. It is excellent. It falls a little bit on the predictable side in some sections. I didn't quite figure out what what was going to happen. I kind of had a pretty good idea, though, by the end. A seriously entertaining book. Definitely
1: worth a read. I have a weird obsession with serial killers, so I'm well, on it. Well, yeah, like I said, right
0: before the podcast, Jessica and I were talking about the last podcast on the left. Is that what it's called? The last podcast on the left. And they ta- they were talking about serial killers on there.
1: Yep. I just finished one about uh, Ed Kemper. They So they do segments on, um, and they do like an abnormal amount of research. They play little bits from interviews with serial killers that are done. And they do, like, all of the heavy hitters. So they do Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, H.H. Holmes, even. They do Albert Fish. Ooh, Albert Fish was a sick fuck. Yep, sick fuck. BTK. Wow. They do segments all over... And stuff I didn't had no idea. They just well, I'm definitely gonna have to listen to that now. And if you like our podcast, you probably like theirs because they make a lot of really fucked up jokes. That's so <laughs> awesome. I feel weird. We so, gotta go
0: follow. Let's follow them on Twitter. I do. They're so funny. Speaking of Twitter, uh, would you please follow us on Twitter? Because that would be fucking awesome if you would. Mm-hmm. And and Facebook as well. And the other thing that we would like to request from you, because we know that you love us because you're listening, right? <laughs> would you please recommend us to some friends? Thank you so much if you would do that. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: it's a really funny podcast. I always feel like weird suggesting that podcast table because I'm sure like some people that I would be like, you should listen to this, it's so cool. Oh, and then they would listen to so it and wrong. be like,
0: what Boy, the, the hell, hell is twisted? wrong with you? Yeah, I'm sure that yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that we get that too. Where they, you have to be careful about who you recommend this podcast to because yes. you don't know how they're going to look at you afterwards. <laughs> yes.
1: So <laughs> Justin suggested it to me, which well, tells you a thing or two about it. Yes, and Justin. We so love Justin. I've been listening to it and I've just started talking to it about it at work with a couple of my friends, and I was like. You two don't don't listen to it, but you, it's Jim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't you
1: would it. love this. You the would rest love of you it people do You were just, just as sick as I am. Let's do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it sounds like when we're recommending books to people, it's like you would hate this book, you would love
1: this book. Yes, exactly. Vonnie would hate the book that I distributed. Martha would love it.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Nicole would love even this com- book. <laughs> I didn't even complain
2: when
0: you took it. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, yep. I didn't <laughs> think you were going to fight me over that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. give it to Martha. So uh, I think we need to go over to Vonnie's house now because she told me earlier, before we read that article, that there was a wasp nest on her porch. We so, need to grind it up, yeah. get out the food processor. I'm thinking that we might be able to... And since medical marijuana is now going to be legal in Oklahoma, maybe we'll just add some weed in there just for good measure. <laughs> Wasp nests and weed. I mean, are
2: we going to smoke it or are we going to stick it in our vaginas? Well, you can. Can you get a prescription for. Can you get high <laughs> through your mucous <laughs> membranes? Can get weed for my vagina?
0: <laughs> a hoochie high? Oh, God. <laughs> It'd oh, be like a, what was god. the name of what's the name of the Frankie and Grace where they make lube out of yams? Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> God, that's a funny their, show. Their yam lube. Yam lube. Holy crap, that's so funny. Yeah, let's make some uh, wasp and weed lube. Uh. No, um, that would be too prickly. That wouldn't work very well for lube. I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm
1: out. Yeah, come on, yeah, Jessica, I'm thinking
2: come on. I don't want to be putting anything like that up no, there. No, I
0: definitely wouldn't. I'm just teasing, of course.
2: Just because, you know, if I had to get it out, that would just be a.
0: Can you imagine the stories at the ER? What did you put up there, ma'am? Um. How, well, the, how did you it get was, a sting there? Um, uh, well, um actually it was um I oh, like people... I'm sure that they that <laughs> ER gets quite a few So God dang it,
1: Carrie is a nurse. We should have asked her. Oh yeah. Well even from like my Setting in like the medical field, you get told weird stuff. I can only imagine people like that are in the ER dealing with that kind of stuff. Like, dealing with pulling Barbie doll parts out of people's buttholes yeah, and you stuff. I can only imagine. <laughs> because I feel like it, uh, people see you with like scrubs and a name tag, and you're automatically like a shrink or something. They just tell you whatever, and you're I like, I got okay. this rash
0: that I can't identify. Could you look at it for me?
1: Yeah, that would be just. <laughs> ma'am, I'm a chiropractor. <laughs>
0: I'm, an, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm an eye doctor. <laughs> I really can't do anything about your rash. <laughs> oh man!
1: Yeah, people just don't tell you anything.
0: <laughs> the
2: vaca- the whole vacation. I gotta go pack. Ugh. I still haven't even unpacked my suitcase
0: yet.
1: All you gotta way. unpack. I gotta pack. Jessica's gotta study. Yeah. Wah, wah. How are you? And gonna- I got to go work on my plan on how to save the world. And you also. <laughs> so- yeah, could
0: you? Because we're making sure and destroy that real nice for you. Yeah.
1: Thanks, guys. You need to find somebody to uh, <laughs> massage your coccyx. Yeah. Nope, I don't want anybody touching that. It hurts. <laughs> I'm just going to go sit on my ice pack again. <laughs> no ass play for Janice. You're going to go tonight. sit on
0: your ass pack? Is that what you just said? Yep. <laughs> It's my ass pack. Could you get my ass
1: pack? That wasn't an option anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm joking. Okay, we got to go fill Jessica's
0: ass pack up. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's going to do it for... Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.